Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. My name is Matt Ham. This is Kevin Adams, and we are with you every single Wednesday, live streaming from the Standard Glass Studios at Wilmington's Big Talker 106.7 FM. You can catch this show live streaming on Facebook, our Facebook page at Uprint, or our YouTube channel, which is Uprint Livestream. Then we're on Twitter as well, streaming under at Wake Up My Faith. Shows rebroadcast every Sunday on Wilmington's Big Talker. From one, excuse me, twelve p.m. to two p.m. Uh, Kev, what's happening, man? You are happy, happy day. <clears throat> yeah, happy, uh, happy week and month and, <laughs> and life. <laughs> I like that shirt, man. It's got some some color in it, man. This is oh, yeah? good. Oh, thanks, man. Looking, I'm just wearing a sweater today. Uh, Walmart special. Um, <laughs> you know, it. I, they say, <clears throat> and I, of course, this is a radio show, so mm-hmm. it's broadcast out through a signal on Sundays, but we record it on Wednesdays and that means we're doing some social media. So you got this live video thing, which I'm not, I mean, not <laughs> all in for anybody watching, but people are watching. That's weird to me. I don't. <laughs> so anyway, what I've always heard is don't wear check or checkerboard. Okay. So here you go. Hope I'm not freaking people out. With it. <laughs> it puts them in some kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Anyway, man. yeah, it's a good day and uh, got some different things to talk about. And yeah, we've got a great show ahead. Format. Yeah, I got a great show ahead. Uh, as Kevin mentioned, new format. Second hour for us is Faith in Business. Today we're going to have kind of our first guest in this new segment. That's going to be Anna Norris with Isabella Grace Refined Homes. But uh, Kevin, the first hour, we really want to dive into this topic of putting God first, what that is, what it isn't, what it looks like, what are the challenges, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And we'll dive into that in a second. want to recognize and give a great thanks to our corporate partners, uh, one of those being Freeman Landscaping. They are southeastern or eastern North Carolina's largest privately owned land and irrigation firm serving the area since 1992. They are family owned and operated with both re- residential and commercial uh, landscaping and irrigation. Give them a call, 910-796-1166. Um, so yeah, uh, share share with the audience, share with those listening, kind of what uh, what the thought is on on the top of the the heart today. <laughs> well, <clears throat> um, I think uh, it's a very simple idea, a very scriptural idea, uh, and uh, that is seek God first. Um, what does it look like putting God first? How does it look? How do we do it? And I think people have all kind of different. And again, let's go back and, and, and define who we're, our audience is. Yeah, sure. Uh, hopefully, are we're talking about people who uh, call themselves Christians and, and are, I guess, uh, but don't really step into the fullness of that, right? And miss out on it. Uh, so, uh, um, but uh, anyway, so. What does it look like? People all will say, yeah, let's put God first. I wanted to dig into the idea. It's very simple, but it can get uh, complex when it comes to our own resistance and obstacles and things we don't realize we're putting in front of it. Yeah, I think there's a dynamic difference between professing a belief in Christ um, and, yeah. and and letting him lead as be as what you've you know said. I think you wrote this right. in your book is literally your only influence, Yeah, which is a different level. 
that uh, it shouldn't be, but I think in culture it ends up being Mm -hmm. a different level that a lot of people go, whoa, whoa, wait a second, I didn't sign up for that or whatever it is. We're speaking directly to that tension. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, just uh, I think it's a great subject to come back and revisit every so often. Um, I mean, you can make a sermon out of it or what have you, but uh, really I guess the big thing is is, you know, we know if you're looking at the commandments – in any category, ten commandments, you know, the law, old law, or the greatest commandments, uh, God's first. You know, either put no other gods before me and or the greatest commandments, the law of liberty, uh, seek God with, you know, put him first basically with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, etc. Boom. So, you know, my favorite verse is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and it goes on, and we can dig back into that. Um, so what I'm laying out here is we know that scripture's saying put God first. Regardless, Old Testament, Old Covenant, New Covenant, yeah. it's all the same. Yeah. This is the bottom line. Yeah. So we we have to establish reestablish agreement there. And I think we already have that. I mean, it's pretty you know, if you if you're a believer and you believe that scripture is God breathed, like it says it is, uh there's nowhere to go with this but to trust it and to to stand on it. So that's where we go, rah, rah, I believe it. Um, But uh, then the but comes in. Mm -hmm. And the but doesn't come in necessarily from what we say. It comes in uh, our actions Mm. and uh, our habits actually are 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 a better way to answer that question, are you putting God first? Well, it's really a question only your your daily routines and habits can answer, honestly. That that's that's powerful. I was listening to a, a sermon, uh, someone who was sharing about being overseas, which uh-huh. I think overseas Christianity is very different than what we experience here in the Western world. Um, sure. It has a very different manifestation, sure. one that we can aspire to, mm-hmm. honestly. And what he was saying was, is they went into this small village, and he's meeting with this woman, and she's the wife of the pastor in yeah. this village. And she said, "Where's your husband?" He's like, "He's in another village preaching Jesus." And he said, well, how did you come about being the pastors here? And she said, well, they killed the the previous pastor. And he said, who's they? And he said, the village people killed him because he was preaching Jesus. It didn't rain for a couple of weeks. They got mad and killed him. And he said, why did you take over? Like, why did you step into that? And she just looked at me and goes, well, we're Christians. As if this is how this works, right? right. You, somebody's got to step in right. and do this. Yeah. And I just have a picture That's in the good. Western world, if they killed the pastor, <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm not stepping in, right? But she mm-hmm. says, we're Christians. Yeah. For goodness sakes, this is what we do. Right. So anyway, that was yeah, just a cool great. little tie-in. It was. I think the point is, is that the definition of it looks vastly different where there's hunger and or struggle and pain. Uh versus falling asleep in your own comfort, which is where a lot of people are. And they, uh, you know, I have a flat, an ongoing flat tire. (laughs) It's because there's a hole in my tire, but I have a pump in my car that plugs right into the uh, lighter. So I need to go get the thing plugged. I haven't had a chance to do it yet. So I just blow it up every day. It's it's getting old. But, (laughs) But to me... That's discomfort, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's different than 
that kind of. So we have to really shift uh, our perspective, our worldview, our paradigm, and we got to do start doing that regularly to go back to it and then reset and then work from there. Then you can have comfort, but you appreciate it. Yeah. So anyway, that's it's a not great the, story. It's, it's not the idle. You know, right. when you when you mentioned this thing about the tire and the air, how 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 uh, relatable is that to our walk with the Lord, right? Like every day, yeah. the air, the spiritual air <laughs> is pouring out of our tire, sure. man, you know? Yeah. And so if God is air, if he's the breath in our lungs, then the first mm-hmm. thing we need to do today is, you know, is pump that thing up. We have to get back into yeah. it, keep the vessel full mm-hmm. so it can be pouring out. There you go. And, and so it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, Hey, one time I got Jesus, mm-hmm. I, need, I got all the air I need right. and I'm gone. It's yeah. an ongoing process. It's an ongoing dynamic right. because it's mm-hmm. current, constantly leaking <laughs> out. Sorry, I'm yeah. getting sound effects today. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it, you know, it, <clears throat> we can use good metaphors and and, uh, and, and things, and I, I think that's a good one. Um, it happens to be a just a fact as well. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a reality that we're living in. But, but uh, you know, look, <clears throat> we've got to uh, – in that practice of backing off of thinking, you know, we're in this place of uh, everything looks a certain way and uh, I'm comfortable with it. Mm. Um, that's, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, but that gets boring. Yeah. They get, it's like saying you want to, you're going to eat steak every day or you're going to, you're going to get another boat. Why don't you have two boats or, you know, you, how many Movies can you watch, or whatever the fleshly entertainment thing is? These aren't bad things, but it's it's you know in in uh, the Israel one they God was feeding them mm. in, in, in incredibly well with something really healthy, and uh, then they said, "Wow, oh, we want meat." Well, and he gave them so much meat it was coming out of their nostrils. That's I think that's a pretty profound idea. Yeah. Um, God will give it to you till you get sick of it. Mm. You recognize that this stuff is just fuel yeah, it's not to him. do his will. It's not about getting to the comfort. Mm. Comfort really is is almost uh, bad for you. Yeah, A little bit of it's good for you, refuels you, gets you going, sends you back out to the battle lines. But anyway, that's one of the big obstacles. Yeah. Good, good stuff, guys. Kicking off the first hour here of Wake Up Our Faith. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams. Want to encourage you to check out the Portable Faith community to get plugged in, get encouragement right to your phones every weekday morning. WakeUpMyFaith.com. Hey, this is Matt Ham, one of the co-founders of Uprint, and I wanted to let you know about the Portable Faith community. Wake Up My Faith is a content-rich, portable community that helps you effectively live out your faith on a daily basis. By removing the common obstacles of too little time and missed opportunity, the Uprint team now makes it incredibly simple to wake up your faith each day in a high-quality way. We offer three membership options to help you get plugged in right where you are, as well as high-quality courses and one-to-one mentoring. Go to wakeupmyfaith.com to learn more. That's www.wakeupmyfaith.com. Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams with you every Wednesday. 
Kevin's picking on my giant water bottle, but it's necessary to get that, uh, you know, keep the, the pipes clean and clear, Kev. Mm. Well, he looks heroic, man. <laughs> I just don't need it in it such a like big you bottle. You need to go do some yoga and run a half marathon and <laughs> oh, read man. your Bible and get one of those. Yeah, that's You'll right. In. Yeah, I'm just totally teasing you because oh. it's easy to do. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, it is. Guys, we appreciate you tuning in today. We're live streaming from the Standard Glass Studios at Wilmington's Big Talker 106.7 <laughs> FM. Many thanks to Nick Craig in studio today producing the show for us. Uh, today's show, we're focused on uh, putting God first. What is that look like for real it's old testament it's new testament it's everywhere you look put him first how does that manifest itself in our lives are we doing it what are the obstacles appreciate you guys jumping on live feel free to share this out jump into the conversation this show is made possible by our corporate partners one of those being chris hutchins at guaranteed rate mortgage our exclusive mortgage partner chris has more than 20 years experience in the mortgage business whether you're buying a home or refinancing, make sure to give Chris and his team a call, 910-344-0304. They just moved. <clears throat> they did. Got new a off- nice new sign uh, over PTs uh, right there on uh, military cutoff. Military cutoff. A lot easier to see, and uh, I just wanted to mention that. Absolutely. In the area. It's, sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's. it's it's a, a nice. It looks really, really attractive landmark and easy to find. So yeah, it's check awesome. Them out. And we we may we were. I was talking to Chris the other day. We may be having an event there soon. So we'll we'll definitely look forward to That's sharing great. that with folks. So yeah. um, super cool, guys. Uh, today, putting God first. What does it look like, uh, Kev? Let's let's carry on kind of where we left off. And you said one of the obstacles to putting God first is comfort. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, comfort, security, whatever. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it's kind of watered down. You know, anybody will say, "Oh, comfort is bad," and you know, we're not saying that. <clears throat> I think you, you, you need rest and restoration. You need entertainment. You need joy. You need things that bring you joy. Um, but when those things become God, yes. and, and I think it's a slippery slope, and it, it gets there by accident. So it's like everybody's working for Sabbath mm. instead of from Sabbath. And, and you know, New Covenant flips all that around. The Old Covenant, you work for it, you earn it, et cetera, and God proves that you can't do it. It's holding up a, a mirror, and then Jesus says, I did it. And so we step into that, and we get an A-plus the first day of class. Now we want to learn about the subject. So that's the idea here. Let, let's break that down one step further. I, I just want to, because that's <clears throat> such an important point, because for so many years, I know that I lived from a place of like, rest is something that I have to earn. Put uh-huh. in a hard day's work, old boy, and then you can rest. Yep. But that's not what the New Testament, that's not what the New Covenant is about. Right. Just break that down one one more sure. time and talk about that, because so many Christians, I feel like, yeah. that we navigate with, talk to, yeah. feel like, well, don't you have to work? I got to work. I got to do my duty in order to be able to yeah. rest. And what God you're says, doing is mimicking someone else's words over and over and over again. Someone who taught you well-intentioned could be parents, it could be friends, it could be television, it could be a rap star if you like rap. It could be anything in your culture that you are all you're doing is assimilating to that and mirroring that and preaching it back out. It's well, I won't go there, but it's 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 your brain functions that way. Uh, ours 
all of ours, mine, yours. So when we spend time with God, we begin to look like him. When we don't, we begin to look like everything else. That's why we get these behavior patterns, which we uh, refer to as strongholds or leftover landmines from the enemy's occupation. So, you know, we can say, I don't want to do that because that's deep. Whatever. This is truth. So all that stuff comes from that. We speak it over our life. We speak it over our family. It sounds good. Yeah, work hard. But it's 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 not God. Mm. It sounds good, but it's not. That's like this whole thing about, man, I got to provide. I got to be a good provider. Well, you do need to be a protector of your family, but it doesn't say that in Scripture. In fact, it says that God is the provider. So you got to look at it differently or you will steal his glory in your heart on accident and live your life out in that mode. Yeah. It's just not about that. It's about yielding, being a vessel. But back to your point, <clears throat> it's it, every obedience begins with rest, hmm. not action. All you got to do is is look at the story of Mary and Martha. And Jesus said Mary had the better thing. What was she doing? She was resting, sitting at Jesus' feet, listening. The other wonderful human being, Martha, was doing her duty. And uh, I think it's a great picture for us. So obedience begins with rest, but how you put God first, all these things add up to a picture of what this looks like. It starts in the heart. So, I mean, we can define it better but these are obstacles yeah yeah well the thing the thing that i keep hearing right now is this uh this this proverb you know and it's the diligent shall prosper and that's like yeah. this sword carried by yeah christian hard workers to be like the diligent shall prosper but but it's hijacked the 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 underlying foundation of yeah. that diligent at what for right. your own glory that's right for the glory of the lord yeah. at what he's called you to do or at what is convenient and comfortable within culture. Yeah. You know, that, that that's where you have to get in between those words mm-hmm. and really spend some time in them to understand what they mean instead of just going, well, doesn't the Bible say that the work of your hands and the sweat of the brow, like all that stuff. You know, they people try to use it as a weapon. It's a curse from the Garden of Eden. You Man will live by the sweat of his brow. It's a curse. <laughs> it's not a blessing. Yes. Now, Jesus overcame that for us. So we don't have to do that anymore. So, you know, uh, just double checking the time here, but uh, we, <clears throat> we are buying into this curse and it comes from, it, it's not about, God says labor to enter my rest. Now that's a paradox. If, you, if you're not coming from it from a spiritual place, it doesn't make sense. I work hard to rest. What he's saying is, let go. That's the hard part. Jump in my arms and be like a happy child. So God will do all the heavy lifting, and what he gives you and works through you, you will work passionately at that. Now, yeah, that's different than I'm doing it. It's in my own strength and, you know, all these things that he says not to do. And uh, so... And that's where the power of God comes through. So it doesn't, if you want to be a man and work hard, well, I worked 14, 15 hours a day for 20 years and became wealthy. And God showed me that it was all for naught. 
And, and, and when I lost it, he showed me how to do this the right way where no man can take it away. The guests and call are irrevocable according to Romans. So I learned how to rest in his arms, and now he works through me. And I don't work any less hard than I did then, but now it's about him and not my glory, you yeah. see. No, this is the interesting thing. When, I, when, I, when we talk about this, I get this picture of a culture yeah. that speaks out of both sides of its mouth. Yeah, that's right. And on one side they go, oh, man, Kevin is such a hard worker. Look at yeah. him. He worked 14 right. hours a day for his family. Right. The other side of their mouth curses you yeah. because you're never home to be with the kids. Sure. So, so understanding that paradigm mm-hmm. and, and how it leads us to that impasse, yeah. how can you idolize something that you curse? Well, it ruins marriages. It, it, it ruins your health. It, uh, you're not leading your children, but you're making money because you're working hard. And uh, I mean, we can we can talk. Listen, here's a, here's a quick idea to show how stupid this is. And I, I'm saying it back to me years ago. You, we praise the the guy that's on Wall Street for making millions of dollars by making a few phone calls or some decisions. Well, I guess he's working smart. Okay, we praise that. And then we'll praise the the immigrant working at McDonald's who works 80, 90 hours a week and still can't pay his bills, but he's working hard. So that's the definition. One's smart, one's hard. Let's praise both of these. Instead of the person who is yielded to God, pointing their family to him and standing on that and letting God do it, that is, that's heroic to me, and I believe that's what God's after. Not all this other stuff because we steal the glory. Yeah. So putting God first, uh, th- these are some more obstacles. Yeah. We view these things as holy or great, and yeah. they're not. Sure. They're counterfeit. Yeah, they're, they're culture trying to speak to us um, a direct opposition of what God has for us. And, yeah. and we take the bait. We do. <laughs> we take the bait. And <laughs> hook, line, and sinker, baby. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, listen, we're going to take a short break. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, this is Wake Up Our Faith. Appreciate you joining us. We'll be back for more right after this. At Uprint, we believe that fully developed people are the greatest asset of any organization. If your organization is looking to develop a culture of satisfaction, well-being, and unified purpose among its members, Uprint is the breath of fresh air that will help. Our faith development workshops are geared to help the members of your organization uncover their God-given potential and work within a streamlined corporate vision from a place of individual value. We work with some of the fastest growing, most dynamic organizations in both corporate and faith-based settings, and we offer a wide range of faith-driven, personal development, and cutting-edge business leadership topics. To learn more, schedule a discovery call by going to www.uprint.life. Hello, and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside-down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, coming to you live from the Standard Glass Studios here at Wilmington's Big Talker. Um, appreciate you guys jumping on with us today. We're having a really important conversation. I think the, I, in fact, I think the conversations we have, Kevin, all the time are very important. Regardless if people want to say they're important or not, they are. They're truth. This is what our lives need to be staked on. Um, you know, and it's for those who are hungry and ready to step in. 
And so uh, <clears throat> here we are. Sure. It's uh, it's a really cool thing to, to be able to dive into this with you, and we appreciate our corporate partners for making this show possible, one of those being Dr. Greg Veeman, his business Seacoast Skin Surgery, and his ministry Everlasting Strength. Dr. Veeman and his team are right here in Howe Creek Landing, and you can give them a call at 910-256-2100. So, Kev, in the first two segments today, we talked about putting God first, what it means, mm-hmm. what is it. And the obstacles that exist, as a quick recap, we said one of the obstacles was comfort. Mm-hmm. Another one of the obstacles was kind of cultural opinions and the, the pressure from what people say and you know whatever else it is. Are there any other obstacles that we want to kind of bring to surface here? We want to kind of take the conversation in a new direction. Well, uh, <clears throat> yeah, our, uh, our most loved, uh, beloved uh, people. Mm. Our spouse, mm. our children, uh, friends. These are obstacles when we view them uh, the way that most people do. And <clears throat> they back it up with Scripture out of context and turn it into a mantra, which becomes a habit. Uh, so <clears throat> all of that uh, uh, goes back down to what is it? We, I want to come back to that, those examples. But, uh, you know, the word says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. It's Matthew 6.33. It's also uh, in another gospel, very similar written. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things in context. You can read that. And it, what it means is ultimately... All these things will be added to you. Everything uh, is going to be given to you when you seek him first. So the idea that we have is we turn it into a pie chart and say, well, I'm going to give God the big slice. Or we have a list and we say, all right, here's one through ten. You know, God, uh, my spouse, my kids, my friends, career, etc." But that's not what it's saying. <clears throat> Seek first the kingdom of God. Let's talk about that. The kingdom of God is the work of the, the Lord in, in the earth through his church, through his people. And all you got to do is look at the prayer. You know, they said, Jesus, how do we pray? And he said, our Father in heaven, uh, hallowed be thy name. And he goes right into thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And those are connected on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm getting a little bit into this, but the king, God says seek first the kingdom. So we're seeking first his kingdom, which is his heart, his work here in the earth, and it's forever and eternal, and uh, his righteousness. Now, his righteousness is Jesus. Uh, so basically he's saying our Lord and our in his work. Seek that first above all else. So it's not a pie chart because at the end of that sentence it says, and all these things will be added to you. So I don't mean to go on and on, but if all means all, if all means all, what else is there to seek? You see? So it's not about seeking things in order. It's about seeking only him. So we can talk about what that looks like and how that works in life because a lot of people will throw that out. But if all means all, you don't have an argument here. Yeah. There's nothing else to seek, a good marriage, any of that. 
God he, will do all of that for you. One of the things that's been on my heart, which I, I love that, and clarifying what that actually means and giving folks a tangible, like, this is it. You have to stare at this thing and go, all right, I've got to make a decision. Yeah. Either, either I'm living this way or I'm not. Right. right? And, and I love that, um, which you're so good at doing. Um, you know, I, one of the things, you turn on the news, you turn on social media or whatever, people have causes that they want to fight for. You know, everybody wants to fight for a cause. Sure. It's, it could be homelessness or hunger. or sure. Well, you, you, you pick a thing. Mm-hmm. Right now, you know, the big thing is pro-life or, you know, there, there's all these causes right. that are things that people want to fight for. Mm-hmm. Jesus promises to be the cure for every single cause we face. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. He is the cure. Right. There, there's no legislation. Mm-hmm. There's no right answer. There's no amount of hard work. There's mm-hmm. no amount of money that will solve the, the problem. He is the cure. Mm-hmm. This 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 context, this passage, this idea of putting him first, it is the cure to every single cause that we face. Yeah, it's <clears throat> our gifts and call are irrevocable, according to Romans. We talk about this, your you print, is, that's part of that. That's who you are. No one can ever take it away from you. So you don't have to figure out, figure out through hard work who you are or smarts or any of that you have to yield and let the seed grow and germinate by God's plan it's so hard for people because we so want to do it ourselves and be, but if we do and we understand it we'll take credit for it we may not speak credit for it but we'll walk around with that in our heart look what i did look at my wife look at this and it's just not from god so let's go back to uh, let's see how much time we've got here. Let's go back to the uh, idea that obstacles, even though these are blessings, your spouse and children can be an obstacle. Yeah. This is, I love this one because this automatically stirs the pot in the Western church when you start talking to this. And yeah. I, you know, I love it because Jesus, I, I've been in, in Luke 8. Lately, Luke eight is kind of long. It's a long chapter. You got to break it down. Mm-hmm. But I love in Luke eight, he's talking about your 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 mother, your mother and your brothers are here. Mm-hmm. Jesus is teaching, and he says your mo- your mama and your bros are here. <laughs> sure. And Jesus goes, no, no, no. This is my brothers, mm-hmm. right? Those who do the work of the kingdom. And it right. says in there, mm-hmm. he who's not willing to leave, right? You know. Yeah. His father, mother, whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's break this down. How, how do family members, kids, uh, people we love, how do they become the idolization of our hearts? Uh, <clears throat> sorry, someone's got a leaf blower out there. So <laughs> hopefully uh, no one can hear that uh, on the uh, show. Um, but uh, look, it, it the enemy is very subtle, <clears throat> And uh, digs into the soulish areas of our life. That, this is the the area that we're not taught. We're taught about the flesh and you know the obvious things to avoid and, and be careful about. What we're not taught, uh, you know, go and read uh, uh, the Screw Tape Letter, C.S. Lewis, and you start getting a hold of this idea. It's this gray area. It's sort mm. of the the inner court. It's not the holy of holies, and it's not the outer court. It's this gray area. We call it the soul. The word separates soul and spirit. We've got to operate from the spirit through the soul out from the flesh. But we don't we've got it backwards. So we just fight against fleshly things. We've forgotten about the soul and that thing takes over. Mm. It quenches and sears the spirit. 
So all of that said, there's the process. Your spouse, even though they are the first person, the first person, they're what you put first. Uh, Love them, right, as Christ loves the church. Amen to that. That doesn't mean you put them above God. In fact, it means just the opposite. You've got to put him first. Now, people don't recognize that, but they automatically slip into that mode and back it up with Scripture, and they forget they're not putting God, the Father, above that. That means you follow him, not her or him. That's what Adam did. Yeah. And, and, And so our children, another example, how many people just worship their children, and they don't even know they're doing it? So these are good examples, uh, and we can get real super detailed about it. Um, but you know, your children kind of run things, and uh, it's it's very very uh, uh, it's repugnant, and it and it, it doesn't please God. So we have to learn how to put Him first completely, utterly. What that means is He's not on a list or a pie chart where your spouse is next, et cetera. It means he is the filter through which you live your entire life. He's the foundation that everything's built on. And you have to keep going back to the foundation to get to the top. So like in a building or skyscraper. So your spouse may be at the top, your children may be up there, our brothers and friends and the work of the Lord, all of those things. Uh, But God, who he is, is our father, uh, and, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that's their foundation. you yeah. got to start there to go up. It means he's first. He is the filter. You know, I love I love the passage where it says, where Paul writes, that in him all things consist. That yeah. means your marriage. That means your kids. Yeah. They consist. That's right. In him. That's right. If he's not a part of it, there's no consistency. Yeah. Get God <laughs> some flowers, and uh, he'll give you flowers for your wife. <laughs> yeah. That's it, guys. Wake up our faith. We'll be back right after this. Uprint was built around the idea that everyone matters, and that's why everyone needs to uncover their God-given Uprint. Think of it this way. God wants to leave His fingerprints on the world through yours. We combine the very best personal mentoring with incredible, high-quality faith development courses that bridges the gap between traditional personal development and sound biblical teaching. If you're ready to uncover your why, thrive in your gifts, and live the life of impact you were created for, Uprint is for you. Go to www.uprint.life to schedule a free discovery call. That's www.youprint.life. Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Fate. The show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, here live in the Standard Glass Studios at Wilmington's Big Talker, 106.7 FM. Kevin and I are the co-founders of Uprint, a faith and personal development organization. Also, uh, I don't want to call it the founders of the Life Center. I don't know if that's the right word I'm looking for, but we have a nonprofit ministry mm-hmm. um, that is known as the Life Center, right. which is a kingdom-minded uh, facility to invest in and develop people for their heavenly purpose uh, to live that out in the world. And uh, it's exciting stuff, man. Yeah. Well, it's uh, 
you know, support training development of spiritual or faith-based leaders in our community uh, and beyond. Uh, but, uh, you know, physical wellness, it includes a lot of different things. So, yeah, lots of good things coming. And uh, But last year we were able to reach the milestone of establishing it, and uh, and uh, it's it's got a growing uh, community around it, so yeah. supporting it. Fantastic. For those of you listening and want to know how you can get involved in the mission and movement of the Life Center, you can go to our site. That's uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. There is a uh, giving tab or a partnership tab up top where you can make a uh, tax-deductible contribution uh, to that to allow us the opportunity to continue to eradicate spiritual poverty uh, here in our city and beyond. It's a it's a big thing. We'd love for you guys to partner with us on that. Um, folks that are already partnering with us, and uh, these are these are folks we recognize here as partners of the show to help us do this. One of those being Century Twenty One Swyer and Associates, our exclusive real estate partner. More than thirty years in the real estate business here in southeastern North Carolina. If you're looking to buy, sell a home, or if you're looking to get into the real estate market, uh, call Jeff and his team at nine one zero two five six zero zero two one. So, Kev, we've been talking about putting God first, the obstacles that exist, um, and I think we want to close out with this idea of having a hunger for God mm-hmm. to really go there. Sure. No excuses. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the air gets let out of the balloon. Yeah. Well, I think the older you get, that that's one good motivator because you start to see that uh, this thing passes very quickly. <laughs> Life short. It is. It's, you know, the... People have been saying that to us for years when we were young, and uh, they're right. Uh, so that is a very good, powerful cliche. Life is fast. You know, one of my things is is uh, I like to say I felt like God told this to me one day, and that is life is fast. God is good, but life is fast. Uh, we don't want to waste either one by drawing a line between them. But we keep doing that <clears throat> until we uh, either are gone and have wasted this thing or we learn not to do it. So I believe God gives us these windows. A lot of it is self-inflicted. So you get to a certain point where you have either a call where you feel it so hungrily and so passionately. There's got to be more than this. Mm -hmm. So that's one aspect. Or you've got, you know, a messed up marriage or a uh, messed up family life or some kind of catastrophic failure or just a lot of pain mm-hmm. and uh, you suffer from addictions or whatever. All of these things are meant to uh, point us, you know, the enemy means them to destroy us and, and keep us away from God's desire and will and plan. But God means them for good. They are a way of pruning us or course correcting us back on track. And on track isn't hard work and being a hero. It's uh, learning that you're a son or daughter and not a slave anymore. Mm. And you you can rest and then work from the things, listen and work from that place. So what I'm getting at here is there is a window that God gives us every so often. Yes. It is either a lot of pain Mm. uh, or an incredible hunger. And whatever that is, that window will pass mm. if we don't step into it. And so most people uh, have to go through it a few times. Uh, and it's not to say God won't, won't bring it back, but he will wait and wait and wait until you're ready. And so what happens is your life passes. Mm. So, you know, we have a lot of people saying, man, I, 
this is tough and I'm ready. I'm, I'm so tired and ready to go. A week later they say, yeah, I just feel like I need to get back in church. And we just go, great, go for it. But they're not really ready to walk this out, truly be discipled and to learn and to dig in. Um, it's just back to the habits because the pain went away, mm-hmm. you see. So anyway. It, you know, I, I keep thinking about there's a, one of my favorite books, uh, fiction books of all time, is um, The Alchemist. And there's a story that is told in there about a crystal merchant. This is a guy who started a crystal shop. He had a dream mm-hmm. of, of going to, um, I think it was going to Africa or something like that. But he never did because he got into his crystal shop and he got comfortable. Mm-hmm. And after a year, he said, when I save enough money, then I'll go. Yeah. Then after five years, when I save enough money, then right. I'll go. And now... The, just the hope yeah. of his dream is all that he has, but he knows he's never going to go. Yeah. So he just lives in the routine, and the little boy, Santiago, sees this mm-hmm. and goes, I never want to be that guy. I never want to be that guy who doesn't go after his dream yeah. because of getting stuck in that rut. Yeah. You know, I see it as a guy at a train station, you know, mm-hmm. and the train comes by, and God says, get on. Yeah. And we go, oh, what? That might hurt too much or, you know, all the excuses. Well, and this isn't, we're not talking about salvation. We're talking about people who are already in, you know, they're they're, uh, saved servants in that mindset. Uh, When the dinner bell rings, they go to their shanty and think about being a slave to God from the field instead of knowing their sons and daughters. When the dinner bell rings, you come and you sit at the father's table and you feast with him. Mm -hmm. That's the trajectory of this thing. But to get there, you have to be there. You have to step into it. And the blessing of a moment of pain, whether it's you know through family or your work or anything, betrayal, is God's giving you a moment to step in with all your heart and takes you out of that comfort zone so you can tr- see it for real. But if that moment passes... What you do is you have that sort of buyer's remorse. Well, I'm not quite sure I want to give up these comforts because it wasn't <laughs> as bad as it seemed. My wife and I were going to work it out. And then, you know what, five years passes and it hasn't been fixed or healed or repaired or restored, and you go through the same thing. Pretty soon, 10, 15, 20 years pass, and you go, what in the heck did I do? Yeah. When here we are standing back here going, just jump in. It's the greatest investment you'll ever make of your time your finances, your resources, God, that's putting God first. Anything else isn't. And uh, it's heartbreaking. You know, we get a little uh, uh, testy about it because it's so important. Yeah. Having experienced it and seen it for what it is. There's nothing as good as putting God first and only. Yeah. You know, we, we can't make anybody jump. We can't make anybody... We can't force anybody. That's never was Jesus's way. He just led, yeah, and the people would right. come along. And so the the reality in this for us, for those watching, you might find yourself in this season of you've got a loved one that you're trying to navigate through this with. Mm-hmm. Just keep leading. Just keep putting God first, and that is the most powerful thing mm-hmm. as a testimony to His goodness. Don't get weary because people are you know, saying, what are you doing or why are you doing this? Like mm-hmm. for those of you that are brave enough to put him first and to follow him, keep going, just keep going. Cause you'll find out that it will, it will 
enhance his ability to kind of show up. It's, it's just beautiful. Well, we invest our time and energy into a lot of good things. But when it comes to being all in with the Lord, and that means understanding who he is, spending time with him, discipleship, uh, all of these things we sort of set over here like it's dessert. And, uh, you know, look, it's the steak on the plate. So you can invest your life in your company and your spouse and your in, in all good things. Um, but uh, it's it's really disastrous the way that we do that but we don't invest more into our relationship with God. And uh, it's heartbreaking. But you get started. When God gives you a moment of pain, he means it for well. The enemy tries to steal your joy. God will take it because all things work together. And if you'll jump in and start to dig into him, he'll it, look at the Bible as the doorway to his personality. You don't, It doesn't matter what the door looks like. You don't have to memorize that. Just go. Yeah. And uh, he'll do the rest, but don't do it alone. And and that's what we do. We're yeah. here to help. It'll change your life and, and your legacy. So. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, we, we invite you to connect with us. We've got the Portable Faith Community, which is our way of connecting with people on a daily basis, challenging them with these powerful meditations to kind of start their day from that fresh place. You can get involved for just a few bucks a month. Um, it's wakeupmyfaith.com. That community is a, a great resource for you guys to start and to step in. Beyond that, we've got one-to-one mentoring, discipleship um, in a variety of different ways. Uh, we just encourage you guys. Jump in. We're here. Uh, the water is warm and deep and wonderful, and God is uh, better than we can imagine. Right, Kev? Absolutely. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> That's S- it. See for yourself. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, guys. Jump we're wrapping in. up the first hour here. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams. This is Wake Up Our Faith. Back for hour number two of Faith in Business right after this. <laughs> 